Hey all, welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I'm Darren, I'm your host. Today we have two special guests, Mr. C.J. Volkman of Cooking with C.J. and Kent Vanderwerd from Daddy Dutch Barbecue YouTube channel. Both of these guys have their own YouTube channels, but they also collaborate on something called the Hot Seat YouTube show on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, where they have YouTube uh, other YouTube channels on for interviews. I'll be right back. We'll talk to CJ and Kent. Smoking, grilling, getting hot and hotter, sous vide and chilling from fire and water. Hey all, this is Darren and I want to take a minute to talk to you about Masterclass. I just signed up for Masterclass and I can tell you what, it's well worth it. Masterclass is where you can learn how to cook from Gordon Ramsay, you can learn how to sous vide from Thomas Keller, you can learn how to make Texas barbecue from Aaron Franklin himself. All these classes are available on Masterclass plus many more. Masterclass has great video content, interactive assignments, social interaction with the Masterclass community, all for just one fee. You can either buy each individual class for $90 each, or you can sign up for the annual pass, which gives you access to all their classes for just $180. And that's what I signed up for. Check it out, guys. Masterclass has some of the best online training you can find. Check it out, guys, in the link below. Masterclass, amazing. Now on to the show. Welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I'm Darren. I'm your host. Today, we got two special guests. We've got CJ from Cooking with CJ YouTube channel and Kent from Daddy Dutch YouTube channel. Uh, they also together run another YouTube, or actually, it's part of CJ's uh, YouTube channel, but it's a show called The Hot Seat where they have YouTube uh, other YouTube cooks uh, channels on and interview them. So I want to welcome you both. Welcome, CJ. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, what your channel's about, and all that, and then we'll go to Kent after you. Right on, man. Thanks a lot for having me on and having Dutch on. Uh, we're going to have a great time. I'm sure we'll have a, have a few uh, stories to compare on. Yeah, sure. Uh, guys, I'm CJ. Uh, uh, I have actually two channels now. I did Cooking with CJ. I've been running that show or that channel for a couple of years. And I just recently started a barbecue channel called CJ's Q. Um, I decided that uh, after late last year, I decided to niche down a bit on my channels and uh, with Cooking with CJ and, you know, focused it more on kind of like the foodie name brand, uh, foodie grills you know, the pressure cookers, all that stuff, because it was actually gaining views and growing my channel, you know, quite a bit. So uh, that actually, you know, made me want to start a second channel where I could niche down on just doing barbecue stuff. So that's just going to be for fun, a little labor of love. And uh, I'm, I'm out here in Southern California, so I usually can barbecue year round. Uh, you know, it's actually a little bit rainy this week, but and most people are staying in the house anyway. But, uh, yeah, so uh, that's it, man. I mean, I got started doing it to do something with my son, and he got a little too busy with dad, so I decided to take it on myself. It became a little creative outlet for me. And then once we started making a little bit of money with them super shots that Dutch likes to do on our hot seat, <laughs> uh, 
it started making a little bit of cash. So uh, now it's helping pay the bills and that's, that's a wonderful thing. And we're blessed. So what do you do for a living besides the, uh, the YouTube channel? Because I don't know anybody that actually does the YouTube channel full time um, that I actually talk to. I mean, I know there's some out there that do, but right. nobody, nobody that I know, I mean, it's always well, a good, it's a good side hustle. So what do you do for a living uh, normally? I'm in the mortgage industry, so uh, we're going to be a lot busier lately. Um, you know, rates have been really low, so we've been we've been hustling. I'm in the operations side. I don't sell loans or anything like that. I make sure all regulations are followed. I make sure my team's. You know, we send out all the money, so it's uh, uh, it's you know, it's a job. You know, it pays the bills. You know, I I like my team. I like my people. So uh, you know. I work with my wife, who's actually in the industry too. Uh, we're both managers in different departments. So it, it just works out well for us. And I've been doing it since I was a teenager. So uh, it's just one of those things that stuck with me. Um, I would like to say, uh, I do know some people that do it full time. And a couple of them were on the hot seat, right? When we got started with Dutch and I, it's uh, Mark from Sawstash and Steve from Not Another uh, Cooking Show. Uh, both of those guys passed 100,000, uh, or sorry, yeah, 100,000 subscribers. And we just recently had a third person that was on the hot seat cooking with rye pass 100,000 subscribers. So I'm not saying that if you come on the hot seat, you're going to get 100,000 subscribers, but I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Uh, so. <laughs> well, and you know, eventually down the road, I'd like to be able to say, you know, that's what I do for a living. And I, I've told this to uh, Tom Horseman and a few other people that I've talked to that are in a similar situation. I, I hopefully I can retire in 10 years and this can be my side hustle instead of being a greeter at Walmart or something, you know, something <laughs> that I, something that I like to do that generates enough money to, pay for itself and give me a little extra to, you know, play with my toys and stuff like that. Right, right. I don't think I've ever, uh, I'm not going to get rich at it. You know, I'm not going to be some of these guys with a million subscribers and, right. um, you know, uh, run it like a business. I'm, I'm going to still have fun and, and do it. Um, you know, do it. So I have a little bit of money that that's something I do that I like to do and, um, you know, have fun with it. So, all right, can't let's, Let's hear about you. Well, uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Kent uh, from Daddy Dutch Barbecue. Uh, I'm in the Midwest, but similar to CJ, I too barbecue year round. Uh, my neighbors think I'm crazy because I will take a snowblower to get to my, my grills <laughs> and my barbecue. So a little uh, white sand beach in the wintertime up here isn't going to stop me, that's for sure. So, boy. So what do you do for a living, Kent? Uh, I am a refrigeration mechanic in the transportation industry um, for a fairly large, I think they're number two ice cream manufacturer in the States by the name of Wells Blue Bunny. I maintain uh, their trailer fleet. So, yeah, nice. Turning ranches. Nice. So, I see that uh, big uh, uh, poster on the back of the wall there. Have you done some uh, barbecue competitions before? Uh, yes, uh, I average anywhere from 10 to 15 a year. Uh, I've been competing for about five years. So yeah, quite a few. I only have 11 smokers. So 
<laughs> so how, you know, are they mostly local? I mean, do you go around the country to do them or, I mean, no, how, 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 how uh, committed are you to that? Well, you know, if I could barbecue full time and, and combine that with the YouTube, that would be, that would be something awesome. Uh, unfortunately, uh, barbecue is just a really expensive hobby, <laughs> you know, Normally, uh, the cook-offs I do, I think farthest I've gone is about 140 miles for one. So they're pretty regional up here in the, in the Midwest. Now, have they all been barbecue cook-offs? Have you ever done any of the new state cook-offs like they have now? Um, last year, uh, it was both barbecue and a state cook-off. And uh, it was at uh, Woodbury County Fair sponsored by the Farm Bureau of Iowa, I ended up uh, second on my first ever state cook. So I was happy with that. Yeah. Uh, usually most of them are all uh, just barbecue cook-offs. I'm more uh, interested in doing a steak cook-off than a barbecue cook-off because I've just, over the years, I've, I've watched, you know, all the barbecue shows on uh, on cable channels and just kind of realize that it's it's – there's so much competition. I've been to a few of them and just, there's so much competition. There's so much doctoring of the meat they do just to try to get their, um, you know, names to the judge. But I, I had Brent, uh, from the, uh, he's a, the president and co-founder of the SCA, the state cook off association a couple of weeks ago on my podcast. And, you know, he, he, uh, told me just how fast that organization's growing there. They were supposed to probably, and not with this virus going around now with all the stuff that's happening with that, but they were supposed to have over 500 SCA competitions this year throughout the world, not just, you know, in the United States, they were, they go into Australia and Europe and they've only been around for like six years. So, I mean, that's a really fast growing organization and, and uh, I'm really surprised, but you know, it's really simple. I've talked to Malcolm Reed and a few others that have done them and they just, they love to do them because it's one day, they're really simple. They provide the meat and, you know, the, the people are just uh, fantastic. And it's pretty much, you just make it a steak, you know, <laughs> you make it a steak the way that they want it. And you're not having to, you know, do five or six different categories and, you know, put all kinds of fancy stuff on it. You just make a perfect steak. And uh, if you win, you win. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the things that really draws people to the SCA is the fact that you can go there with a cheap $20 kettle, a little pop-up, a table, some knives, and it's the quickness of the event also. You're not lighting fires at five in the morning, you know, to have turn in at five o'clock at night. I mean, if your turn in's at one, you're out of there by 3.30. Well, and like, I know, we, I just went to, we had a local one here in uh, Lakeland, Florida a couple weeks ago. And that's one of the bigger ones in the state, but you're there Friday selling barbecue too. You're not just competing. I mean, you're, right. you're, you're having to sell barbecue. So, I mean, you're not just cooking so you can put some in a box and, and take it to a judge. You know, you got people there, you know, selling to the public as well. So they're more, you know, and if you have never been to a barbecue competition, there's a lot more to it than what you see on the TV shows. That's for sure. So definitely. So, so what got you, let's go back to CJ. What got you started on the YouTube channel and, and 
cooking in, in particular, because, you know, I know a lot of people start YouTube channels, but you know, to focus on cooking, um, it, it was natural for me because I've always, since I was a teenager, I've always cooked. So how, how did you get started in your cooking YouTube channel? Well, uh, starting with the cooking background, uh, I, I lived with my mom. It was just me and her uh, growing up uh, when I was, you know, teenager years. I had to learn how to cook my, myself. My mom taught me the basics and all that stuff. And then once I, you know, moved out and was on my own, I moved out of the house when I was 18, got, you know, had roommates, whatever. And a couple of those roommates would like watch the Food Network with me. And, you know, when I, when Emeril Lagasse was big, we'd watch that every night and, you know, we'd go out there and, you know, try to learn how to, you know, cook more and expand our horizons a bit. So that's kind of where I got it. And with my cooking, I've never been afraid to fail. If something doesn't work, you know, I know that, you know, pizza is a phone call away, you know, I'm not going to, no one's going hungry. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if something don't work, it don't work. And then I just move on. But, as far as the YouTube thing goes, uh, my son was getting into, uh, in high school, was into uh, film production, the TV, the school TV uh, station, all that, was going into college. So I said, you know, why don't you help me? You know, I'll do some cooking on, on uh, online or on, in the kitchen. You film it. We'll put it on YouTube. It is, I didn't realize YouTube cooking community was such a thing. But, you know, I thought I was just, you know, hey, I'm going to do this. So I figured it would help him get uh, a portfolio together for colleges that he could send out because that's what he wanted to do was film and editing and uh, production and all that. But as he was like a junior or senior in high school, he did not have time to keep up with what I wanted to do. I started kind of getting into it. I wanted to do two videos a week. I wanted them edited right away. Of course, he's got homework. So it just did not work. He couldn't keep up with my time frame, so I had to learn how to do it myself. I learned how to edit, learn how to light, I learned how to use the audio, you know, cameras, the whole bit, and uh, I just dug it. And I went through some, you know, a rough little patch there where it was really helping me, you know, focus on uh, something positive, giving me some creative juices. Learning new things was such a huge thing for me. You know, learning the editing and, and uh, you know the whole production of it, and uh, after that, you know, I got pretty dug in with the community and then Dutch and I took over the hot seat from another, uh, uh, YouTube barbecue, uh, Hobo Nickel barbecue. And from that point on, it, I think just, it really entrenched me and Kent into this community. We've had, we're going on the second year of doing the hot seat together and, uh, you know, I just keep doing it. You know, obviously we're, we're making a bit of cash with it with the super shots and all that. So it's just kind of kept me going with it. You know, it's a drive to be better. You know, I want to be the one guy on my channel that actually got to a hundred grand too, you know, so <laughs> I'm just going to keep working on it until it happens. Yeah. I kind of started, um, I started first, I created a, a Facebook group because when I first started uh, barbecue and, you know, I don't know. When I was started doing more barbecue a few years back, I started getting into the message boards, you know, the old fashioned, you know, like the barbecue brethren and, and the, uh, uh, amazing, amazing ribs, uh, amazing ribs, pit, pit master club and stuff like that. The old bulletin board type stuff. And then when Facebook came along, you know, the Facebook group started popping up. And, um, so I started my own 
And then I started working with the sous vide and mixing the sous vide and barbecue and it kind of expanded from there. And then, you know, went into the YouTube and now I'm doing the podcast and everything too. So I kind of understand. I started cooking when I was a teenager and I got the bug. I started working in restaurants. So, but I too, my, my mom and I live, you know, live together, you know, by ourselves. And I did a lot of the cooking at home too. So I kind of get that. So, um, I appreciate, um, appreciate the, uh, you know, starting, uh, where you're, where you did with your son and then kind of, you fell in love with it. That's kind of like what I did. You know, I, I kind of started doing it and said, I, I taught myself how to edit. I taught myself how to do all this stuff too. So, right, right. Um, and, um, hopefully, you know, like you probably do the same thing I do. You go back and look at some of your earlier videos and you cringe, <laughs> but, but I leave them up there because they remind me and they remind everybody that Malcolm Reed, I mean, I, when I had him on my podcast, it's just yeah. thing. He has, you know, you go back, look at his earlier videos and he says he leaves them on there for a reason, <laughs> you know, because yeah. he goes back well, and looks you, at them. Yeah. I tell you what, I, uh, I've in the two years that I've been doing this, uh, between the hot seat on there, which is probably a hundred streams, I think, give or take, and then 260, 250 videos. Uh, one of my best view getters that is, you know, right now my highest watched, uh, like minute wise uh, is a steak video I did uh, like a butter basted cast iron steak and I did it it was the seventh or eighth video I did and right now it's still so leave them up you know, if yeah. any other YouTubers are watching like leave all your videos up you never know what's going to hit and, and generate income for you well and me too you know being a consumer of YouTube videos like I said I went back and watched some of Malcolm Reed's first videos. Oh, yeah. And you, if you go go back, you know, because he's been on almost 12 years or now, I think. Right. And if you go back and you, you watch one of them, and then you go to one of the ones he does now, you can see how he's grown. And it right. tells somebody like me that, you know, I can do the same thing, you know. Look how, you know, how, how he started and look where he is now. And right. uh, so. Well, if you think about it, too, I think us – you know, just recently coming into it, we have a bit more advantages. We have more competition than they had at the start, but we have a bit more advantages with, you know, the HD cameras and the right. proper microphones and the lighting and all that stuff. That wasn't something like, if you wanted to start a YouTube channel right now, 500 bucks, 600 bucks, you can get started with whatever you need and put out top quality, high, you know, definition videos and just be ahead of the game but you know back you know when youtube was starting or when malcolm reed was starting doing this stuff you know they were using them canon you know yeah just tapes in them or something right so there's less competition and that's why they've been probably had some longevity back in there but we have a ton more competition but we can put out a, a lot of quality or product a lot more quality product yeah, we can put out a better video with our cell phones now than they could back then. So right. I mean, it's just amazing. Hell, I do. Yeah, <laughs> me too. That's what I. I still shoot. I shoot on my uh, iPhone 10. So I mean, it's yeah. got, it's my, got, my B roll. My B roll is my my uh, cell phone video now. Yeah, it's a 4K you know camera. So all right, Kent, I didn't mean to leave you out. So let's let's go back to you and say, how did you start the YouTube? We know that you did some barbecue competitions and you've been barbecuing a lot. So. I I actually got started into it. Um, I used YouTube to find different items for ancillary um, 
competitions, something off the wall, something that's not normal every day in barbecue, you know, for the ancillary competitions, whether it's um, bean cook-off or chili or, or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I came across this bacon weave on my suggested feed one time, and it ended up being the hot seat with Hobo. And so on Thursday nights, I'd, I'd watch that. And Chris had commented one time, he goes, you're the only non-YouTuber that watches this. You know that, right? Week and a half later, he gives me a call and says, hey, do you want to be on the hot seat? And I was like, what? I didn't even have a video up. I just had a name up there. That's it. <clears throat> so I put up a video of the pits I used and everything and had to do it twice because I forgot to turn the microphone on the first time. <laughs> you know, hey, that's the worst that went wrong. That's all right. But uh, um, and just started uh, putting out videos, small videos from there, uh, different cooks and stuff. You know, now uh, I do a lot of Blackstone cooks. I have three Blackstones. So, you know, I always have one camping. I have uh, my barbecue pits with me wherever I go. So if they're not at the house or on the trailer or behind the RV in the trailer and uh, just, you know, putting out uh, a mixture of videos. So yeah, I saw, I've watched a few of your live streams too, where you're just cooking there in your garage with your Blackstone. So yep. yeah, a lot, of, a lot of breakfast on the Blackstone. I'll say that. Yeah. So. Now, now how, how many, I, I try to do a live stream every once in a while, but I don't know if I have the patience for it because usually I only get five or six, uh, you know, people come on. I just, unless I'm going to announce it, you know, a good long time ahead of time, I've just never had a, I, cause I probably, cause I don't do them on a regular basis. I don't get a lot of participation, but, um, I know that you do some and I know the CJ does some, but I know the hot seat is the main thing because people are already watching you guys for the live stream on that. So, let, let's talk about live streams versus um, just a regular video. Um, when I first, before I got monetized and all that, one of the tricks I did find is that if you do a live stream and you do get people that are watching the live stream, right. that really counts towards your watch hours a lot faster than just sticking a regular video up there. You guys find that? A hundred percent straight up. I mean, I even did, I did a video on how to get the 4,000 watch hours and it literally came down to go live, go live, making breakfast on your Blackstone, go live talking to your buddies. I think I would admit, I don't know if I was interviewing you or Eric uh, from smoking barbecues and recipes, yeah. but when I was filming, like Dutch was talking to you or, or Eric, I forgot which one it was. I'm like, go live while you're talking to your buddies, you know, whatever. So to me, the go when I first realized that I went live for the fun of it, had six or seven people in there, but ended up with like 40 hours of watch time or whatever it was, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So uh, that is like light bulb. I'm like, dude, this is how I'm going to get monetized. And taking over the hot seat on my channel, you know, that's instant watch hours every Thursday night at six. Right? It's just, it, it just worked really well for me. Yeah, when I first realized that, because I'd hit a thousand subscribers pretty pretty easy, and it was that four four thousand hours of watch time that was you know really the, the big thing I had to, the hill I had to climb. But once I I had I did a live stream once, and I think I had only had like six people 
actually on it. And it was only for like 45 minutes. And then I realized after the end, it tells you how much, you know, watch time it was. And it was like, holy cow, that's like six videos, you know, (laughs) that have been out there for a month. You know, I've got more watch time on that than I've got in my whole channel just about. So yeah, I started doing them periodically, but I kind of phased off of it once I got monetized, but I I need to start doing them again because they are a good way to get your followers, you know, interact with you as well. But have you found that too, Dutch? Yes. um, I haven't done any lives here recently because unfortunately life gets in the way, you know, um, busy with kids, activities, everything like that. But yes, I, I do believe in going live will definitely, definitely increase your watch time. That, that is, that is gospel truth there. And I don't think anybody can tell you any different on that. Not at all. Uh, A good example, had a lot of followers because he normally went live for sure once, if not twice a day. Uh, Marion from Robert Roy. Right, right. Everybody knew about well depending on your time zone like for me about seven o'clock seven thirty at night and be getting a notification saying robert roy is live and all he you know what he was doing was he was just cooking family supper on his blackstone but then would add a few twists to it so you know he's killing two birds with one stone and marion had real good uh watch time also yeah, I, I watched a lot of his videos as well. And like you said, it's, um, you know, that's all he did was live stuff. I don't think he did a pre-recorded video. He never had to edit, you know, he never had to worry about, you know, adding music or what have you. If he wanted to add music, he would just turn on the radio or something. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, there's many different ways you can do this thing called YouTube. And, you know, I think we all kind of have our own style after a while, but it's fun to watch the different you know, different guys and how they've done it and evolved over the years. You know, I have had, you know, Troy on from T-Roy Cooks and right. Russ Jones and Greg, and they're all kind of a little different, even though they do barbecue and they, they kind of cook some of the same stuff, but they all kind of do it their, their own way. So. Well, I'm telling you, uh, you were kind of talking about the difference of the two. I actually just did a live cook on, on my channel on Sunday uh and you know we do videos right so the live cook i still had to have everything prepared more or less uh still cooking still had to set up all my stuff set up my lighting you know whatever the only thing i didn't have to do was come back and edit it you know i didn't put any music on it but when you film and then have to edit and then add the music all that stuff it, to me, it just felt like it was about the same amount of work. I mean, it's, you still have to clean up after yourself. I mean, when, when you're looking at a 10-minute YouTube video, it looks pretty quick and pretty uh, clean, and that's what the average viewer is looking at. But what they don't see is the hour of preparation, you know, the hour of you know, cooking it, the hour of cleaning, you know, the five hours of editing, uh, you know, whatever. You know, I'm just generalizing numbers, but there's – 10 hours to go into a 20 minute meal. Right. So <laughs> right. it's, uh, the live, I, I love watching Kent do lives. I wish he'd do more. He welcomes, uh, our Dutch, uh, welcomes everybody into their ha- his house. It, it's so comforting to watch Dutch cook live, make a breakfast or whatever. 
it's like I want to jump in a uh, plane and go to Iowa and grab some of them, them uh, eggs and whatever. Uh, my lives, I, I, like, I was just watching one. I had the kids monkeying around. I'd go over here to cook, and I had two cameras set up, and they would jump in. Uh, while I was in this camera, they jump on this camera and monkey around and all that stuff. And it's fine. Dude. I'm all about family. You know, we, uh, we've talked about it. I have five kids, man. We're a blended family. So there's always monkeys running around and it makes them feel a part of it. So when I do need help, you know, cooking, cleaning, whatever, they'll jump in. The kids want to be on camera. We've made it a, a whole family. My wife is very supportive of this YouTube journey because she sees what it can be, and she's ultimately got my back. So it's we've described it as a second job. You know, I put a lot of work into it. You know, I do at least two videos a week uh, on cooking with CJ. We do the hot seat every Thursday night. Um, I started doing at least one video a week for CJ's Q. But we're hoping that you're putting in the effort now, you're putting that work in eventually to pay off. Like you're saying, you don't want to be a Walmart greeter. I'm the same way. And we got all these kids going out to college. I want, to learn, I want them to learn how to cook. So either they can watch my old videos or they can be in the kitchen with me cooking. So there's a lot of little benefits to doing this. It's a lot of hard work, but I think there's plenty of benefits to it. I wish I could get my kids on every time I try to, they're like, I don't want to be on, you know, so, oh, but, um, but they, they appreciate it though. They watch my stuff and, you know, they're yeah. on YouTube all the time. So they kind of understand it. You know, they were kind of yeah. like, Oh man, good. My dad's, they always tell her their friends and stuff. My dad's got a YouTube channel. So yeah, um, yeah. It, that's always Any, anytime the kids bring over a friend and I see them have a phone. I'm like, Hey, are you subscribed? <laughs> yeah, not right. subscribed, man. Jump on there right now. You're not having dinner tonight. Yeah. And jump on. <laughs> I was talking to, when I was talking to Tom Horseman on, on his uh, podcast the other day, I had him on the podcast the other day. He doesn't edit <laughs> much at all. You know, if you ever watch his videos, he's just, he just says, I just, you know, whatever I decide to do that day, you know, he doesn't yeah. plan them, you know, he just is cooking his dinner or, you know, he decides he wants to talk about, you know, a drill he bought or, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just whatever pops into his mind. But I just love watching his videos, and he's been doing like two or three, actually, almost one a day now since his wife's been down in Florida. But uh, he just says, "Yeah, well, I'm gonna cook dinner. I'm gonna video it because he hardly ever edits anything." <laughs> so, no, nah, it's it's funny how he does it. But again, he has that welcoming tone, right? Okay, uh, you know, like let's take a look, see, you know, yeah. oh, yeah, look, see, yeah. Oh boy, oh boy, let's. You know, it's he has that vibe, and 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 that's why everybody loves Tom. He's such a good dude. We've interviewed him too. He's been in our little hangouts. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, some people don't edit. They don't need to. Uh, you know, uh, one of our moderators on our chat, uh, Keith Bettag. You know, anytime anybody asks, "What, what do you edit with?" Uh, you know, Darren, what do you edit with? He'd be like, "What's editing?" Yeah. You know, they they stop the camera and start it up again, or or their phone, or whatever. Yeah. So. And, and back back to Tom. Tom is a super nice guy. I met Tom. Uh, last summer, and his son Brian from Mad Horse Barbecue. Right. So, um, yeah, what what you see on the videos is what you're gonna see in real life with Tom Horseman. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's a really. Uh, that's what I told him. Uh, you know, on the podcast, I said you have that. You know, the personality people attract you. It's not what you're doing. You, can, I told him you could be cooking a shoe. 
you know, and people are going to watch yeah. you because they're going to take a look see what you're cooking. On, <laughs> you're cooking a shoe. Great. You, they'll sit there and watch your whole 10 minute video. You cooking a shoe on whatever cooker you got in your garage today, you know? So, I mean, he's just, um, that, that's the type of guy I like to watch because you never know what he's going to do. You never know what he's going to cook on because he's got so many grills, you know, and you don't know if he's going to cook or if he's going <laughs> to show you a drill he got, you know? So it's just, um, yeah, and he's got that personality that um, you, you always want to watch what he's what he's uh, got yeah. coming on. So, hey, all I want to introduce you to a company I just started working with, Fresh Jack's Organic Spices out of Jacksonville, Florida. They're a small family-run company that's fast growing. I've tried a bunch of their different seasoning blends and spices, and I can tell you they are all fresh, all organic. None of them contain artificial flavors or sweeteners. None of them have anti-caking agents or preservatives. They all taste like they were just made for you yesterday. Check them out, guys. They're on Amazon in the link below. They have different sample packs, different blends. Like I said, they also have the individual seasonings and spices as well. Fresh Jacks Organic Spices. Check them out, guys. I love them. All right, so let's um, go ahead and talk about the hot seat. Um, we we kind of went into your both your channels and how you got started in YouTube and all that. But what brought you guys together pretty much was this show called the hot seat. And it's, and it was started out on Dutch. I guess you, you kind of hit on it where Chris um, hobo nickel barbecue kind of started this um, YouTube show on his channel where you interview other YouTube, you know, cook, type you know channels so people that have cooking channels on youtube you invite them to come on you do like a like a podcast you know pretty much you just interview right. them find out who they are how they got started kind of like we're doing with you guys so i guess he started that a, a couple of years back and then cj how did you get involved in, in taking it over for him well he had uh, uh he had interviewed me uh when i was you know a couple of uh, a couple hundred subscribers in and it became part of like, you know, our Thursday night, uh, you know, show up, see who's on, you know, BS for a little bit, no big deal. You know, watch Chris drink bourbon. You know, it was, it was real, <laughs> pretty low key. And uh, he had had some uh, work responsibilities that he couldn't do the hot seat email anymore. So no one was, you know, asking. So I just, you know, asked him if he'd mind if I took it over or I, when I first reached out to him, I'm like, Hey, you I'll, I'll keep your, I'll keep the seat warm until you uh, uh, get back from work or whatever your issues are. And he's like, I'm done. It's yours. Run with it. So I did. And uh, he had a co-host also. And I reached out to his name was Sky. I reached out to him and he, he wasn't uh, keen to keep going. And Dutch was, uh, I don't even remember how we worked it out, but it, uh, it just, it worked out. The Dutch jumped in. And from show one, it's been like straight brotherhood right there, man. Uh, we get along and sometimes don't get along so well. <laughs> people, people love it, man. And, and yeah, if I get out of line. Yeah, the Dutch, pen throwing. What I do is I have my list of questions like you, like you do, right? And, you know, I'll keep that conversation rolling for a little bit. A little bit. But we have the chat going and, and Kent will um, – take the questions from the chat. So I have my generic kind of conversational uh, questions and then Dutch will take questions from the chat. So he's always got his pin, he's got his notepad or whatever. And if I happen to go look in the chat or ask a question from the chat, I get the hashtag <laughs> pin flip 
He throws his pin up in there, walks away, storms off, comes back, and gives me some crap. So, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, it's just happened to work out very well. Uh, we interview cooking creators, but we also interview um, companies like that want to come on. We've, we've interviewed Dave Parrish uh, from uh, uh, Sloan's uh, s Grills, uh, talked about the Sloan Sear. You know, we have barbecue rub manufacturers like, you know, Uncle Steve Shake was just on. Uh, anybody that has to do with, you know, a creativeness. So it doesn't have to be cooking. I mean, granted, they are mostly cooking or food related. But, you know, it's just we want to have interesting people on there. People that our, our group will, uh, you know, our followers will enjoy listening to and, 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 and interact into the, the comments. Because if they're not in the, the chat asking questions, it's a real short, uh, short interview. Because like I said, my, my conversational points, questions or whatever, not that much, but we rely on the chat. We rely on the people watching. So we'll have anywhere from like 50, 80, 100 viewers at any given time. We rely on them to help us provide content and questions for the guests. So, uh, yeah, so this is, you know, what from people that don't know, you know, if you go to uh, Cooking with CJ's channel on YouTube, every Thursday night at nine o'clock Eastern time is the uh, hot seat and it's a live show. And that's what he's saying is pretty much it, it feeds off the live audience. It's not something that, um, you know, they do record it so you can go back and watch it later. Right. But the interactiveness of the live show, I think, is what makes it so popular and so fun like you said the the chat you know the conversations going on in the chat can you know it can embarrass you it can uh, <laughs> you know you know people just go nuts in that chat sometimes and depending on who the guest is and and all that i mean i experienced it and uh, i go in yeah i'd like to say i watch every week but i don't i mean i no. get busy you know but uh, you know whenever i'm in there i have fun because <laughs> You know, it's just, there's always something going on and the live aspect of it, you know, watching the, you know, who's going to say what, you know, being able to participate in it, you know, and then you guys got the, uh, you started this about what a year ago with the super shots where, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, where they actually can do a soup, uh, you know, the super chat, which is a can donate some money and um, you know, you, you set a dollar amount if they, if it's, let's say it's 20 bucks that you all do a shot, you know, the guest and, and the two hosts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the goal is to try to get you drunk and fall down. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how people will spend their hard earned money to watch us drink heavily. Uh, but <laughs> we'll take it. Kent, uh, Kent, uh, he tells the story better than I, I do, but one particular YouTube uh, creator that was on, uh, she, we like to call her the devil woman because she started us off on this alcoholic journey. But uh, Dutch, go ahead and explain it. Why. Well, I, uh, when she came on, she was really nervous. So she got a hold of CJ and says, hey, can we have a shot before time? And we're like, yeah, sure, we'll do one. Well, that happened to get mentioned during the live stream. And I believe, if I remember right, it was Hobo. That actually, who is the yeah. king of hashtags, was in the chat and put it in there and coined it Super Shots. So then everybody was wanting to donate five, ten bucks to see us do a shot. 
Well, it got to be way too many. <laughs> so we, we had to put a, a, a dollar on it just so that we could still function the next day at work. Exactly. So, and, uh, so they really, they really had to want to see you drink that shot. They had to come up with uh, some more money than just a couple bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it was necessary that, uh, we could not, we let, uh, we let one of our moderators set a shot price of like $6 and 99 cents. And we were 15 shots deep within 15 minutes. So, uh, <laughs> we took that power away from her and then, yeah. But the shots need to be more uh, reasonable now. So we do it at 20, 25 bucks, whatever. It's it's all in good fun. The guests have a good time. Um, it loosens it up, obviously. You know, you know, uh, I like to call alcohol the truth serum. You know, you you get the real people when they're they're drinking. And again, we don't let them get obliterated. You know, once I see people like that really took it to heart and wanted to go hard with us. And they, they start kind of uh, sliding, maybe slumping, a little, little slurring. Uh, I'll start wrapping it up right away and be like, all right, well, we're going to call it. Uh, Kent and I keep in contact through the whole show via like text message or messenger. So once, you know, if we see someone going a little sideways, took it a little too far, you know, we'll, we'll shut it down. We're, we're here to have a good time, not embarrass anybody. So, or let anybody embarrass themselves. <laughs> so, well, and you don't re- require them to participate in the shot. No, no, no one's required. <laughs> so, but so, yeah. it's funny how many people that are look forward to it and talk about it. Uh, like, because uh, I, I, uh, you know, I'm book, I book out the guests, you know, three, four months, and I will get messages through, you know, the coming weeks. I can't wait to get on there. We're going to do some super shots. I got my booze large lined up, whatever. Uh, you know, Dutch has that too. You know, people talk to him about it. Um, it's something that people look forward to. Even if they're drinking a beer with us, they want to have a drink with us. They want to have a good time. We've always had, uh, you know, Dutch and I both enjoy a whiskey while we're, while we're doing this. And we have from the, from the jump. But when Alicia, you know, got us to take that shot and then Hobo we'll put the super shot it became a much more, you know, celebratory kind of thing going on. And people want to be a part of it. And uh, it's a party every Thursday. You know, we have a great time. No one's required to drink. In fact, the guest I have on this Friday does not, or this Thursday does not drink at all. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to have a whiskey with me. And if someone wants to donate some money, uh, you know, we'll, we'll roll with it. Um, the other thing I do like to add is there are times when we take those super shots and donate them. So uh, last month we had a guest on that asked if we could donate the super shots and uh, to my charity, to whatever charity I chose. And I chose make a wish because my son recently can't be cancer and uh, the make a wish team helped us quite a bit. So I'm going to donate the money that we raised you know, minus uh, YouTube's fees and taxes, I'm going to donate that to make a wish. And that particular night we raised uh, over a thousand dollars in super shots. Um, But, you know, I'm only going to see, you know, 650, whatever of it, but I'm going to take all that money and donate it. And I've done that when I had Harry Sue on, Uh, he talked about three uh, uh, charities that he donates to. 
So any of those super shots in that night, I spaced them out between the three. Uh, we've done it with uh, Kenneth from uh, What's New Barbecue. We cook uh, tough like Jack. You know, it's not – if there's an opportunity to, you know, support something, you know, we support the vets, whatever, we will. And we'll have some fun with it by taking the shots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you're – CJ, you're, you're kind of the host. You're the main guy that's right. on your channel. So, can't you're kind of like his sidekick, right? Correct. He's the, he's the co-host with the most. You know, here's one thing that I like about it, and CJ mentioned it earlier with his standard list of questions. I get asked some fun questions. All right. You know, from the chat. And if somebody answers wrong, you can't believe how bad that chat can explode. Oh, I know. I've been there. I've seen that. That's true. The way they answer is, is you know, and that, that makes it fun too to see in the chat just go crazy over something. Yeah. So your job is pretty much you got to monitor the chat the whole time. So you're having the fun while CJ's just yammering on, you know, asking his boring questions. You get to see all you get to see all boring. I mean you get to see all the fun stuff that's happening in the chat. And that's what makes this, you know, that's why I said that, that's what makes this I'm sure it's a blast for you guys to do it every week, but I mean, just as, as far as us people who have watched it, you know, uh, it's it, to participate in it. It's, it's something totally different than anything else on YouTube as far as I'm concerned, because it's something that I care about cooking and, and YouTube, you know, channels that are, you know, people that I've watched on YouTube all the time, right. you know, and, uh, and it's just a fun thing that, um, you know, to be on it, it was great when I was on it. It's great to see people that, um, you know, that I've followed on YouTube, you know, be on it. So you get to know them a little bit more, but you get to see that they're a real person too, you know, so. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, I think, uh, I think it works so well because we do play off of each other, you know, really well. And, you know, we're human. And, and you know, every other month or so, you know, we're kind of, you know, I'll be like, I just am not into this today. It's been a crap week at work, you know, whatever. I stubbed my toe, you know, or dust would be the same way. And, you know, we'll power through because we've, you know, we've set up a guest and, you know, it's our responsibility and, you know, our community wants us to be there. And even if I'm dragging tail to get in there, once we get started, you know, it's like a switch, you know, whatever, uh, first shot, first drink, whatever. And we just get going and it just feels right. You know, yeah. Simple as that. And I've said it a hundred times. Like if I don't have Dutch uh, in me in this with the long haul and every, you know, six months, a year, we'll, we review and decide if we want to keep going or whatever. If it's not Dutch, I ain't going to do it. And, uh, you know, that's it. You know, I, I can't, I can't imagine doing this long term with anybody else. So that's how I feel about that. So how, how, um, how backlogged are you on having guests on? How, how long is the list of people that you got coming on? Uh, I'm booked into, I think, June now. So, uh, you know, for a month, you know, we got, what was that, 12, something like that. Um, it's, uh, I try not to go much further than that because there was a point when I was going five, six months out. And then when I, you know, come up to the Monday before the show, I'd reach out. And either they've forgotten or obviously something's come up or whatever. And then I'm scrambling to find a guest. 
So I've been trying to keep it around two, three months ahead now, uh, just because that seems to ease up the you know, issues, last minute issues, right? Right. Now, how hard is it for you to get guests? I mean, are you constantly looking for people? The people constantly contacting you directly? How's it, how's it go for that? It's not hard at all. Um, they, uh, for the most part, call me every once in a while. I've reached out to a couple heavy hitters, you know, some big channels. Uh, but this has always been about, you know, our little community and, and people join the community all the time. And I try to find like interesting guests in here, you know, but there's also just the, the, the new, new kids on the block that want to get their name out there. Like I was, when I went on, I had 200 subscribers, you know, I wanted my name out there. Uh, Kent, you know, he had two subscribers. When he Me, I was on, I was you, one. You, I, I don't believe, I don't remember how many you had. When you I didn't think on. I had a thousand, you know, I no, think I, I was yeah, I don't think you were still there. like six or 700. Yeah. So it, there's no requirement. You could have two on the, the subscribers or you could have 2 million. It doesn't matter to me. I just want you to be interesting and I want to be able to have a conversation with you. And when you give me yes or no answers, instead of like expanding on something that drives me nuts. So I try to know, uh, well, know as best as I can, the, the people that are talking, uh, so, uh, or the people that want to come on, you know, I see them interacting through the community. And if I see that they're going to be an interesting conversation and that's it, I really, that's, you know, I, I look at their vibe on their videos. Um, I look at how they reach out to me and that's it. You know, I, I just, I want to be able to have a good conversation and that's, that's really my only prerequisite. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I think you're always going to have a deep uh, source to draw from because there's always people starting out, you know, right. and, and people are attracted to, you know, people like you and Kent and, you know, T Roy and, and Greg Mervich and, you know, that like to help people and give back. It's, right. you know, cause they're always, you know, commenting on, you know, when you comment on their videos, they comment back, or if you reach out to them, they'll, they'll reach back. You know, it's like yeah. one of my first ones I, you know, Greg Mervich, I reached out to him because he was one of the first videos I saw where somebody was mixing sous vide and barbecue. Right, you know, right. And I reached out to him in the email and, you know, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes later, he emailed me back and, you know, yeah, this is this and that. I'm like, wow, great. Then I got to know him, and I when I went out to uh, San Diego last week, I actually went to dinner with him. So, I mean, it's most of the guys like that, and Justin, Babyback Maniac, and, and you guys, and they're all open, and they're not, you know, condescending or uh, you know, no, no. haughty or anything like that. Even if they've been on, you know, like Malcolm Reed, you know, I had him on my podcast. Him and his wife, they were the nicest, most laid back, you know humble people you would ever meet uh and you know here's a guy that you know started out you know filming with like you said that canon you know <laughs> camcorder that you know was shaking the whole time and yeah. now he's got his own you know uh you know rubs and sauces and you know his own pretty much dynasty you know from from just that but you couldn't tell it if you met him on the street he's just the nicest guy in the world so I think a lot of the YouTube cook people are like that. And that's what yeah. really attracted me to it as well. So, well, you got to think that everybody starts with zero. I know it sounds cliche, but everybody had to start somewhere. Everybody had to, you know, grow their thing and everybody relied on somebody at some point, you know, uh, someone gave them a shout out or someone answered an email or someone, you know, whatever, uh, did a collaboration, 
you know, whatever. Everybody started somewhere. And uh, all those gentlemen you, you mentioned, I've met them all, and they're all just great people. Um, broke bread with some of them, you know, hung out with them, changed ideas. Uh, I was actually uh, at Vid Summit last year. I was sitting at a table with uh, Greg, Justin, uh, Big Bag Maniac, Greg from Ballistic Barbecue, Cosmos Q, and Guga from Guga Foods and Subi Everything. I'm sitting at a table. I have 5,000 subscribers, maybe, and I'm sitting at a table just absorbing all of what they were talking about. And just like, I, I'm a nobody. And they invited me. Like, Greg called me. He's like, hey, you want to come out to Bid Summit? We'll be out there. I, I was like, you know who I am? Shit. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, sorry, excuse my language. Uh, but uh, that was that was amazing to me. And, and everybody I've met in the YouTube community has been awesome. You know, uh, just as personable as you think they'd be. And, uh, you know, no one, I don't think there's too many people faking it on these YouTube videos. Right. What about you, Dutch? Are you faking it? <laughs> Dutch I, faking. I, I fake it all the time. No, no, it's, uh, you know, I think that's the best part um about your channel on youtube is you just get to be you right. you know um hopefully everybody likes your videos there of course there's going to be some that don't and that's fine you're not going to get every sub in the world but it's it's nice when you put out a video and um i don't want to say you get the same people commenting every time but it is because then you know those people are, are really watching, you know, because it's just going to show you how many views. It's not going to tell you who watched unless they made a comment about your video. So, right. you know, seeing, seeing that core group, I guess is a better way to put it, is nice. And, you know, it's always great when you, when you go on the studio and you look and, oh, boom, look at that. I got more subscribers. Awesome. You know, just, you know, more along for the ride to have fun so yeah for those that are faking it on youtube it's not worth it just be you and have fun that's that's what this is about yeah i, I agree exactly and you know that's one of the things that i talked to tom horseman about is he, he, like he said i am who i am i'm gonna film what i want to film i'm not doing anything for anybody else you know that's why he'll review a drill and one day and the next day he's cooking his hamburger on, on the caveman grill, you know, just whatever Which, he wants. By to the do. way, that thing looks awesome. I, <laughs> yeah, I comment on the videos. I'm like, that thing is so dang hot. That's awesome. For 120 bucks. Yeah. But yeah, seriously, but I mean, that's me too. I mean, I, I, you know, I have people ask me, Oh, you should do this. You should do that. Or you try to critique me. And it's like, you know, I, you know, I can take criticism, you know, no problem. I know, you know, my audio was bad at one time. I had to get a different mic. I know that, you know, but when you said there, oh, you know, you can't, you know, you should need to do that. You know, I just, I, I try to avoid the negative. I don't get a whole lot of negative comments anymore. The ones that, you know, drive me nuts are the ones that are just, all they're doing is trying to get a rise out of you that, you know, they don't even, they oh, probably yeah. Did, yeah. didn't even watch your video. They're just, you know, going from video to video, just saying nasty things, just, <laughs> you know, to get a rise out of people. So, but there's very few of those anymore. Um, I know that, you know, CJ, I've seen you on Facebook post up some of your 
you know, oh, yeah, idiots yeah. of the week that you get some the of these. Of the week, yeah. <laughs> so I think we all get that. But um, one of the things I do love about it, though, is like you said, you can be yourself and you don't have to put airs on. You just, and you're going to attract the people that like to like what you do and like your personality. But, um, and that's one of the things with the hot seat, I think, you, you know, with you, um, CJ and, and Kent, you know, your, your personalities, you know, bounce off each other really well. And then you throw in all the other weirdos that come into the chat <laughs> that are, that are, we all do the same thing. You know, we all have the cooking channels and, right. you know, we all have our own, um, you know, methods that we use and, you know, you know, you got air fryers, you know, you got people that are doing the, the black stones and, you know, people doing barbecue, you got people doing the ninja foodie like you now, CJ, and, you know, right, right. all different kinds of, you know, cooking styles and, you know, me with the sous vide and all that. So, and they're all coming together and, you know, just having a good time. So, so where do you see the, the hot seat going? Are you going to continue this, you know, as long as you can keep it going? Are you going to expand it? What do you think? You know, I'm always, the, the format I think will always more or less stay the same because uh, I think it works. Uh, it doesn't mean I don't want to improve. You know, I'll look for ways to improve it. Um, you know, I, you know, we try to find ways to, you know, set it up differently. I, I, I told you my son moved to college. I commandeered his room and made an office out of it so I could do my, my shows in here. You know, I don't have Dutch's outdoor man cave that he has. So, um, I think we'll just keep rolling. And like I said, every six months, every year, we get together, we talk about it, see, you know, if we can keep it going. The viewership is relatively stayed the same. Uh, it improves with some bigger guests. And um, uh, for the lesser guests that don't have much of a following, it's a little bit less. But on average, it, it, it does well, and we have a good time. And I, I can't imagine it, it stopping. Uh, you know, I don't see where, you know, we're not retiring on this. But it, as long as we're having a good time, as long as we can find guests, and it doesn't seem to be a shortage of those, uh, I think we'll keep it rolling. And uh, I, I don't know how much more to make it bigger. I'm always looking for sponsors. So if you got any sponsors that want to come down here, uh, anytime we have a company that, uh, uh, sorry, an owner of a company that comes on and we interview them, uh, we ask that they put a little side of something to give away to the to the group. So make it kind of sponsored by them or not you know i'd love to get a paid sponsorship you know put it in here i wouldn't mind putting their logo up on there the whole time <clears throat> excuse me their whole time and uh you just never know what happened you know i just recently became a pit boss brand ambassador so i i hope to work with them a little bit more and if i can get to the point where they're sponsoring the hot seat i will any other companies that i find reputable like i love the pit barrel cooker i've asked them to sponsor they don't really do that um, you know, that, I think that's the next step is getting it sponsored somehow, but it has to be the right person. It has to be the right company. Uh, they have to be someone that can understand that it's kind of a party atmosphere. Uh, we use loose language, you know, we drink heavily, so it can't be, you know, uh, not Dutch. Dutch doesn't drink heavily. He just drinks like he normally drinks. So... <laughs> <laughs> so it's just one of those things where it has to be the right people, but I think that would be the next step is, is getting it sponsored. Do you so, think, it, I don't know, Dutch, if you have anything to add to that, but. Well, do you think uh, it would help if you guys moved it to a different, its own channel? 
instead of it being a part of your channel or have you discussed that? I, I don't know. Uh, I actually do have a channel, you know, set up for it already. Um, I just haven't pulled the trigger on it because I don't want to start from scratch. And like I said, right now with the super shot, it is part of an income. It is money we're making. So uh, I, I would like to think that if my videos get to the point where they're making, uh, you know, with the AdSense that I make with the super shots and we do every week, then we'll move it over to the other channel where we have to start all over again with getting the subscribers and getting the, the watch hours and all that stuff. But I have it ready just in case. But in the meantime, we're just going to keep it on, you know, cooking with CJ for now. So I didn't mean to jump in there, Kent. Go ahead and uh, expand on what you wanted to talk about. No, I, you know, CJ and I, like, you know, he said earlier, you know, we're always in constant contact with each other. Right. Um, hopefully we're going to be, well, a month from today, meeting in person if they open Las Vegas back up. <laughs> if so, they open it. Yeah. You know, we, CJ and I talk a lot. And uh, I think we're both happy uh, where, where the hot seat is right now and how it's, you know, it's progressing nicely. Um, there, there could be changes we can make that we've talked about in the past, but uh, right now, the way the ball is rolling, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But, you know, yeah, a, a sponsor, uh, a weekly sponsor would be, would be awesome. Um, uh, we had Uncle Steve Shake on a couple weeks ago. Steve was more than generous um, with uh, gift packs. Right. Uh, that we sent out. If I remember right, who was the first one we did that with? Was that not Dan Wright? Yeah, yeah, Dan Wright, Wright's Barbecue. He did the first giveaways. Do a do a giveaway live on the hot seat. So, and then uh, Michael Petrie from Heaven Made Products. He's donated quite a bit. He used to jump in the chat and be like, "Hey, CJ, give something away right now." You know, I haven't actually heard from Michael in a while. I hope not. I hope he's doing well. Um, but uh, any, anybody that comes on that, you know, has some kind of, uh, you know, owner of some company, like Dave Parrish even gave away a Sloan's here. You know, I, I want to make sure that, you know, they're coming on. We're giving them some exposure. It's nice to give a little something back to the people that are watching. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, and I don't – I don't think you want to change, make major changes, you know, right away. You kind of, kind of, when you want to change something that's been successful, you kind of slip a little here and there. <laughs> right, right. You know, right. so if you bring everything, in, we'll do, everything we'll do will be calculated and, and <clears throat> uh, hopefully not very noticeable. Right. Well, you know, it's been pretty successful. I mean, I enjoyed it. I, like, I enjoyed being on. I enjoy watching it when I get a chance to watch it. Um, I even watch the uh, replays a lot too. You know, if I can't be there, uh, nine right. o'clock at night on Thursdays. Nine o'clock at night on Thursdays, Eastern Time. Cooking with CJ. <laughs> check it out. The hot seat. It's also, Thursday night addiction. <laughs> also, check out Daddy Dutch's YouTube channel. Check out Cooking with CJ. What's the? Uh, is it CJ's Q? Is the new channel? Yeah. CJ capital S or uh, sorry apostrophe S uh, Q U E. So it's uh, two words, CJ's Q. 
So how's that been growing so far? You just started that like a, what, a month ago or so? Yeah, a little bit less than a month ago, uh, over four, oh, close to 400 subscribers. Uh, a lot of the people that are on Cooking with CJ jumped over and supported me on there. Uh, I have like seven or eight videos going right now. A few of the videos have actual more views than my subscriber count. So to me, that means it's getting somewhere in the algorithm. YouTube's letting it play a little bit. And hopefully, you know, we'll keep doing good content over there. I did it as, you know, a labor of love, but, you know, I have a great passion for barbecue. There's not a lot of good barbecue in Southern California. So, you know, with Kent's help, uh, I've become such a better, uh, you know, I don't say pit master, uh, but, you know, I learned how to do a lot better barbecue because of Kent and uh, the community itself. So, uh and so I'm going to take the knowledge of that and to take the knowledge of YouTube that I've learned. And instead of having those awkward first videos that we were talking about, I'm able, I was able to kind of jump in to CJ's Q with everything I know. So, with you know, SEO tags and lighting and sound and, you know, barbecue and editing and all that stuff. So I'm hoping with the knowledge that I have with that, it, it makes it grow quite a bit more a little bit more faster than you know, obviously cooking with CJ did. I think uh, Guga is one that did that with, um, you know, he started with sous vide everything. And he right. might've, he might've started Guga foods around the same time, but he put a lot more emphasis on sous vide everything. Right. And then when that started growing, he kind of started taking what he was learning and sous vide everything and kind of put it into Guga foods. And you could tell that a lot of his earlier videos on, sous vide everything were like kind of like Malcolm Reed type videos when he was right, right. starting. They weren't as um, polished. But if you look at the, you know, the Guga Foods ones, and the Guga Foods actually blew past sous vide everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, hit, so. it hit a million, you know, subscribers before sous vide. I don't think sous vide everything's even at a million subscribers yet. And I think it's, it's damn close, but I don't think it's there yet. It's, yeah, I don't think it's there yet. But I think, it, you know, but Guga Foods just kind of went, whoop, like past it, you know. It's amazing. And, I hope that happens for CJ's Q. <laughs> um, yeah, but Guga's got the web designing background, the SEO stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he got a lot of stuff in his back pocket that he knew before going in. So yeah, and then, he, he was very knowledgeable. And like again, it was so uh, awe inspiring, or you know, that he was taking the time to talk to me. You know, I'm just a nobody. You know, he, he got me there. So, and their advice worked. You know, I, I decided to kind of niche down on just the foodie products and I doubled my subscribers in a couple of months and, uh, you know, it's just rolling. Yeah. I think, uh, we all kind of learn on our own and we take advice from people that have been there and done that. And, um, we all make our little changes here and there. And like I said, that's why kind of why I started the podcast, because I saw that there, there was a couple of just barbecue ones, but there's ones that not none that just you know, talked about sous vide and barbecue. And then it kind of mixed it, you know, with other things. It was either just barbecue and you had to, you know, there's some guys out there that are, they're funny and, <laughs> you know, and, but, you know, they're just, I don't know, you know, they're not the Malcolm Reed podcast, you know, they're not the, you know, you got uh, some guys that have been around a while, like, um, uh, you know, barbecue central and, and, um, 
you know, some of the others that have been around a long time, but you can tell they're more like radio hosts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and then you got the guys like, you know, mad meat barbecue that every other word out of his mouth, the F and a bro, you know? <laughs> so they got <laughs> I their was own. on that one too. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. And, uh, but they all have their own different audiences. So yeah, I figured yeah, there was, exactly. there was room for another, you know, to, uh, to go out there. And my podcast is actually growing faster than my YouTube you know, channel did at the beginning. So I'm hoping, you know, just the, the brand itself. And, and if I have a little bit of something and everywhere, you know, just get your word out. So, I mean, it's just, uh, I think that's kind of the way I'm going to do it. You know, I can't just concentrate on YouTube, just concentrate on Facebook. I got to have a little bit everywhere. So. Well, I got to tell you, Matt, uh, we love what you're doing with this. And it's great to see the success you're having. Uh, it's very weird for me to sit like on this side and take questions from you. <laughs> I straight want to start interviewing you right now. I'm like, Dutch, you got anything from the chat? Let's go. <laughs> it's, very, it's been very difficult for me to just sit back and kind of talk about myself. It, it's fun to turn the tables on people like that because I've had people like, you know, what this podcast has kind of brought me is I've had Steve Reichlin on. I talked to Steve Reichlin like I grew up watching Steve Reichlin <laughs> and it's like I have this guy talking to me. He gave me his phone number, his mobile phone number, you know. It's like holy oh, cow, amazing. you know, and I'm a nobody like you, you know, you said talking to Google, I'm a nobody. You know, I got Malcolm Reed, you know, going, yeah, I'll be on there, you know, and and Meathead Goldwyn from Amazing Ribs. Sure, I'll be on, you know, hey, let's go cook together. It's like <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, it's fun and um, you know, it's a really big confidence builder, and I think um, anybody can do it if they put their mind to it. And it's, uh, if, like you said, most of the people aren't arrogant. They're not haughty. They're willing to help you, and they're willing to talk about themselves and teach other people. So, I mean, that's the fun part about it. So, Yeah, for sure. But that's what started me doing this in the first place is wanting to teach people what I learned and what I'm learning, you know, so – in sharing it with others. And I think if you start something like that, it's, you're going to be successful at it, you know, and the people that I've known that have been successful at it, that's what they do. Yeah. I, All I, right, guys. Well, it's been great having you on Dutch. Got anything else you want to say? How's things out there in the Midwest? Uh, you know, uh, springs around the corner. Um, so we're, we're looking forward to a little warmer weather here. We're not ready for 90 degrees yet, but hey, we're trending in the right direction. I want to uh, thank you for inviting us on, Darren. Really had a great time. I really like having you guys on. I think it's going to be, uh, I'm going to put this up on YouTube. Like I said, I'm going to start doing some more of these and uh, the video ones and having them on YouTube, especially with the YouTube guys that I, you know, I started watching and, and follow a lot. So um, uh, I think it's going to be great for all of us, but Thanks again, CJ, for being on. Make sure you check out Daddy Dutch Barbecue on YouTube. Make sure you check out Cooking with CJ and CJ's Q. Um, CJ, uh, Cooking with CJ, Thursday nights at 9 Eastern time, the uh, hot seat where you get to see the next food uh, cook or YouTube cooks uh, <laughs> star probably. I don't know. There's a lot of know. people you never know. It could be the next Guga on there, then, you know, <laughs> but um, always fun to watch. Thanks guys for being on. Um, hope to see you again soon. All right. Cheers, brother. Thank you. All righty. Thanks again. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us on the fire and water cooking podcast. Make sure you check out cooking with CJ and daddy Dutch barbecue on YouTube. 
Check out the hot seat on Cooking with CJ on Thursday nights and check out CJ's Q and follow Fire and Water Cooking on Facebook, YouTube, and make sure you subscribe to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. See you again.